Um, anybody have a question uh, you want to ask this morning? I was getting ready to say anybody have a question you want to answer, but I guess if you uh, already know the answer, you're probably not going to ask the question. <laughs> anybody have a question you want to ask this morning? Any questions? All right. Um, all right, nobody has a question. I thought I'd maybe kind of go back a little bit what we were dealing with last week um, and uh, just kind of look at a couple more scriptures in dealing with... Um, so the question was asked about kind of like um, these that say that they're able to, you know, contact, you know, the dead or uh, spirits, medians, and things like that, um, and uh, witchcraft and things. And so um, in Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, right, God gives instruction on this. Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse number 9. He says, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord God dri- uh, doth drive them out from before thee, right? So God's, God's already given some clear instruction here before they even went into the land, okay? Um, what they were supposed to do. They, they, they were not to follow these things. In fact, if you go back to Exodus, you can hold your place here in Deuteronomy, but if you go back to Exodus chapter 22, and uh, Exodus chapter 22... Again, when God is giving some instruction here, um, in verse number 18, he says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Okay? Um, so not only does God say that it was an abomination in Deuteronomy, but God says that those that were practicing these things were to be put to death. Okay? That, again, that's, that's how serious this was. Okay? Um, that this, this, the witch um, or the necromancer or those that are dealing with familiar spirits and things like this, um, God says these, these people were to be put to death, which is why when you come to um, King Saul um, and he's looking for um, basically a witch, right? Um, they, they couldn't find anybody because they had, they, they had done what they were supposed to do. They had driven them out of the land, um, whatever, and uh, of course then they do find the witch of Endor, but, uh, but even she knew that, you know, hey, if anybody found out what she was doing, you know, she would be put to death. Um, and so it's very clear throughout Scripture that God, um, what God thinks about um, witchcraft and things like this, uh, I think it's even in, um, let me see if I can find it here real quick. Um, uh, yeah, in uh, Leviticus chapter 20, again, verse number 27, he says, A man also or a woman that hath a familiar spirit or that is a wizard shall surely be put to death, uh, they shall stone them with stones, their blood shall be upon them, right? So again, God says again in Leviticus that these people, um, they, were, they were to be put to death. Um, they were not, uh, the people of Israel were not to follow uh, these different things, right? Now, here's, here's the question I, I kind of want to bring about this morning is, what is, what's at the heart 
of witchcraft, right? Again, why, why does God look at this so, so severely, okay? Um, that he would say, hey, don't, don't do this in Deuteronomy chapter 18. In fact, he says, because of these abominations, this is why God has driven them out before you. Uh, why does he say in Exodus? Why does he say in Leviticus um, that you're not even supposed to, you know, you don't allow these people even to live, those that are practicing witchcraft and uh, consulting with familiar spirits and things like this? You don't, you don't even let them live, okay? What is, what is at the heart of witchcraft? Okay, Satan, well, it's, that's true. But what really is the heart? I mean, do you think most people that go to 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 most people that go to visit like, you know, sorcerers or, you know, palm readers or things like that. And you think I mean, do you think they're really trying to get a hold of Satan? Is that what they're trying to do? Do you think they're looking at, you know, this is being satanic, and so that's why I'm going to do it? Again, we understand that Satan's behind it, but what, what is really the, at the heart of someone wanting to, if you could say, dabble in it, um, or, you know, consult familiar spirits, or talk to those that are dead, or, you know, what, 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 is, the, what is really at the heart of this? Okay, Miss Emily? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ron? Okay. Well, there's, there's, yeah, I mean, obviously those that, that practice it, they try to say that they have power over people, right? Ms. Allison? Yeah, yeah. Uh, two different types of people there. You know, those that are you know looking for um, to know the future, but then those that are wanting just to connect with maybe people who have passed on or something. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah, Miss Becky. Right. Yeah. It definitely can become a stronghold. Right. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? What do you what do you think? What's at the heart of it? Yeah, Ms. Lee. I think it's basically the lack of faith in those who have gone because they figured it out themselves. Yeah, there's no no trusting in God, right? We're just trying to figure it out on our own. Okay. Anybody else? And a lot of times, you know, especially in Christian circles, you know, if you grow up in church a lot and things, um, you're around Christian friends, and a lot of times we don't, we don't hear a lot about this stuff, right? Um, which is good, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's bad that we don't hear a lot about it, it's good, it's good that, you know, um, Friday nights isn't Ouija night at the church, you know, that's it's a good thing, right? Um, you know, but, but again, we, a lot of times we we sometimes we can understand something is is wrong or 
has a wrong connotation, but why? Right? Why is it why is it wrong? Why does God say that this is such a severe thing that um, that these people should be put to death, um, that God was driving them out of the land. And I, th- I think it's kind of been hit on a little bit here, but I, I think really the heart of witchcraft or those kind of, uh, again, I think there's two types of people. There are those that are truly, really involved in witchcraft and really understand what it is, okay? And there are those that don't really understand. They're just, you know, it's just kind of fun and games and things like this. Um, but I would say to either... Um, I think the heart of it really is a desire to know the future, to control uh, events that are not ours to control, right? Um, again, why, why did Saul go to the witch of Endor? Why did he go? Anybody remember? What's that? Well, yeah, but Why? He he wa- Yeah, he wanted to know what was going to happen. Right? Again, he's wanting to know a future event, right? He's wanting to know what's going to happen. What is this future event going to hold, okay? Now again, here here's the thing. Um if God wanted us to know these things, God God would tell us, right? And so it it really um it really comes down to a witchcraft is and again, I understand that Satan's behind it, but witchcraft, when you think about it, really, it's all about me. It's, it's selfish, right? Again, think about, think about why um, people want to contact those who, are, who have died, right? Well, I want to be able to talk to them, right? I want to be able to talk to grandma, or I want to be able to talk to whoever it might be. Why? Because it's about me, right? Uh, there's something that, that is missing for me, and so I want to be able to have this, you know, I want to be able to do this, okay? It's, it's very selfish, and may I say that witchcraft, witchcraft is also idolatry, um, because what are we doing? We are, and especially for Christians, right, um, you know, for Christians to be involved in witchcraft, that, that is idolatry. We're saying, God, I don't trust you. I don't think that you can know what is best for me, and so therefore I'm going to have to go to, to someone else. I'm going to have to go to a, a person who's going to consult with a familiar spirit. And I'm, I'm going to show you a verse here in a minute that's just, <laughs> just, it's, it's just a great verse. And again, I, I really do believe, I really do believe God has a sense of humor. Okay? Um, uh, I mean, look around, you know. <laughs> right? uh, God has a sense of humor, right? I mean, he's given us a sense of humor as well. Um, and, uh, and when we look at this verse, I, th- I think you'll see that. But again, understand there, there are only two sources of spiritual power right? Only two sources of spiritual power. There's God's and Satan's. Those are the only two sources of spiritual power, God's and Satan's. And so when we're not going to God for something, when we're not going to his word, we're not seeking God, when we're having to go to a person who uh, has a familiar spirit or the necromancer or whatever these people are called, witchcraft, witches, whatever, then what we are saying is God is not able. God is not able to really be in control of what I, what I want. He's not 
giving me the answer that I want necessarily. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the other source of spiritual power to try to find something. Okay. Now, again, I'm looking at this at two different ways. You know, one as a Christian, how foolish is that? Right. To say that God is not able, God is not strong enough. God is not in control that we have to turn from God's power. And then we would go to the, to Satan's power. Right? I mean, just think about how foolish that is for a Christian to do. Okay? Now, obviously, for the world, again, they're, they're, that, that's just that's normal. Okay? We should not be surprised, and, I, and sometimes I, I really wonder why we are, but we should not be surprised when the world acts worldly. The world's going to act worldly, right? The world's going to do worldly things. The ungodly are going to do ungodly things. Okay? That should not surprise us, right? It should not surprise us that the world is going after sorcerers and those with familiar spirits. It should not surprise us, okay? What should surprise us is when Christians start going after those things. That's what really ought to surprise us, when Christians start getting involved in those things, right? Because when you get involved in any form of this stuff, right, any form of witchcraft, right, uh, and again, sometimes it just seems harmless, right? Well, it's, it's not a big deal, right? I don't really believe in it. I'm just going to try it out. Well, why try it out then, right? When, when we get involved in any of this stuff, right, we, we are entering Satan's realm. We are entering Satan's domain, okay? And it doesn't, whether it's horoscopes, um, Ouija boards, um, even and I would just say this: even this this Eastern meditation rituals, this yoga, and, and all this kind of stuff. Look, I'm not against exercise, right? Okay, I'm not against exercise, but when you start getting into this stuff, it, it has a satanic background here. Uh, demonic video games um, and and videos, palm reading, tarot cards. Uh, spells, magic rituals, potions, mind controlling drugs—all these things. When we start just, well, I, I you know, I just want to, I just want to see what it's like. Why? Again, when we when we start getting into some of this stuff, we are in essence saying, God, I cannot trust you. You are not the one that I'm going to look to. So therefore, I'm going to look to something else. And that's, that's dangerous for a Christian. That's why God said, hey, Israel, you drive them out. The, the, this is an abomination, right? Because again, we are either look, we're either going to look to God or we're going to look to Satan. Okay? Now, as a child of God, we've been saved from Satan's family, right? We've been saved from all the, the, all the world and things. We're, we're in God's family, so why do we want to go back to the world, why would we want to go back to the world's ways and Satan and try to figure stuff out? Okay? Um, and again, it's just, um, we're, we're, not, we're not using our, our heads as Christians when we think, well, it's, it's not really that big of a deal. Um, you know, we'll just, uh, um, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's not really going to be that hurtful. You know, I, we'll, just, we'll just try it. We'll just, you know, put it down whenever we want to put it down. No, that's, that's not the way it's going to be, right? Um, go to the book of Isaiah with me. The book of Isaiah.
the book of Isaiah, look at, notice in chapter number 8. Isaiah chapter 8. Notice what he says in verse number 17. He says, And I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion. And when they shall say unto you, right, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter. All right? So this is them saying, Hey, you, you should go after, you need to get involved in witchcraft, right? Again, don't wait for God. Don't wait on God. You know, I mean, again, you know, hey, God, God's not answering as fast as you want to answer. God's not doing it the way you want. So you got to go to these familiar spirits, right? Go to these people that have familiar spirits, these wizards, right? Watch what he says. Should not a people seek unto their God? You understand? There's a reason why the world goes to these things. Why? They are seeking answers from their God. Right? That, 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 their God is Satan. He is the God of this world. And the reason why they do these things is they're simply looking for answers from their God. But he says, look, if, if our God is not that God, then why in the world... Would we who claim to know God seek answers from their God? He says, should not a people seek answers from their God? Again, think about what he says. Should not a people seek unto their God? Now watch, this is, this is great. For the living to the dead? Again, I, I really think God has a sense of humor, right? Why would the living consult the dead on behalf of the living? Think about that, right? The living are going to consult the dead on behalf of the living. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. But yet that's what people are doing. They're, they're going to the dead to consult the dead. The living, those who are alive, are going to the dead to consult the dead about life. What's going to happen in the future? Why would you go to something that's dead? Obviously, it didn't work very well for them. They're dead. And yet, we serve a living God. Would not it be better for the living to go to the living, the living God, to find out what he has for us instead of going to that which is already dead? That's what he's saying. Shouldn't a people go to their God again? This is why the world does this. Again, it should not surprise us. The world does this because that is their God. But if we're saved and we know Christ is our Savior, He's not our God. God is our God. Jesus Christ is our God. That's who we ought to be going to, right? I mean, think about this. Look, look in Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19.
So in Acts chapter 19, right, Paul goes to Ephesus, which is where we're, where we're at Sunday mornings, going through the book of Ephesians, right? So this is as Paul is beginning the ministry there. He goes to the, the Ephesus, he's preaching, um, and of course some people are getting saved. But watch what happens in verse number 18. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Now watch this, verse number 19. Because again, remember, Ephesus is a Greek city. Uh, there's a lot of uh, idolatry here in Ephesus. Uh, they're worshiping the goddess Diana. You have the Temple of Diana and all these different things going on here, right? Witchcraft, okay? And notice, many of them also which use curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver, right? This right here ought to show you a Christian's attitude towards witchcraft, those that had been involved in witchcraft, when they got saved, when they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, they understood that those things were wrong. They were of the devil. And when they got saved, what did they do? They brought all of those things and they burned them. Why? Because they said these things are wicked. These things are wrong, right? But yet we have Christians today, well, I'm just going to try. I'm just going you know, to try some tarot cards. I'm just going to try a Ouija board. Or I'm just going to try this or that. You know, I, I still believe in God, but, but I'm just going to try these things. Why? Is that your God? Then why are you going to that God? He's not our God. Why go to him? Because we want to know something that God has not told us. We want to know the future. We want to know certain things. And it's all about me. Instead of trusting God and what he has for me and believing him, I'm going to try to circumvent what God has and I'm going to go to someone else. That is exactly what Saul did. Exactly what King Saul did. King, said, King Saul said, I'm not content with God leading. I'm not content with what God is going to do. And therefore, I'm going to circumvent it. I'm going to do it myself. And I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. That was rebellion. And God told Saul that rebellion was as the sin of witchcraft. That's what God told Saul. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Why? Because we're trying to circumvent God. We're trying to say that, God, I cannot trust you. You're not in control. You don't know what's best for me. And so, therefore, I'm going to go to another God. False God. But these believers in Acts chapter 19, they understood. Um, in fact, I think, um, brother, weren't you just telling me the other day that there were some guys that got saved in, in Spain and they brought... Um, they brought a Ouija board, I think you said, to, uh, to uh, you guys, were gonna, they were going to burn. They were going to burn just like these. And they threw it in the fire, and it would not burn. It wouldn't burn. Yeah, Exactly. Again, sometimes we can kind of make light of, uh, of, uh, of spiritism and things like that. But, friend, it is, it is real. And, and it's something that for Christians, we, we can't just be like looking at it lightly. Like, oh, that's just, that's just not really, you know, that's, 
You know, I mean, that was, you know, that was part of the Old Testament. You know, that was part of the Old Testament. But, you know, for today, it's, it's, not, it's harmless. It's not a big deal. Wait, if God said that these people ought to be taken out and killed because of what they were doing, I think God means it's a big deal. It's a big deal. When these people were willing to take, I mean, you think about this, 50,000 pieces of silver. They had, they had paid for all this stuff. But they said it's wicked. It's against God. We've, we've accepted Christ as our Savior. We know that this is the only God, so why would we want to keep these things? And they took them and they burned them. You see, that, that ought to be the attitude that a Christian had towards these things. And again, you know, what's really interesting, in this same passage here, right? In the same passage, when you go back up to verse number 14, uh, I think I mentioned this last week. Um, well, go back up to uh, uh, verse number 13. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. There were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Here were some guys that got into something they had no idea what it was about. No idea. Right? Um, and, and, and look, I under, I, again, we, we understand that Satan is powerful, right? Um, in fact, I think I just heard the other day that there, um, I don't know if it's a documentary or movie or something about a, a Catholic um, exorcist, right? This big Catholic exorcist that, su- that supposedly has cast out all these, these dem- demonic things and everything. And uh, people, oh, wow, that's, man, stay away from that. Stay away from it. Well, don't they have power? Uh, no, they don't. They don't have power. Well, but they say they've done these, these, these miracles. Uh, yeah, Satan can do miracles too. Didn't we look at that last week? We looked at Revelations where they're going to call, Satan's going to call fire down from heaven. He's going to perform miracles. Just because a miracle is done does not mean it is of God doesn't mean god's doing it okay satan is powerful as well okay um and that's where again we have to take and we have to take what does the word of god say right we test everything with the word of god try the spirits whether they be of god or not okay um because again there's a lot of things that can appear to be good appear to be you know people can make it sound as if it's okay or even christian you know well i mean hey you know, I got to talk to my, my mom, and she told me about what was in heaven and how beautiful heaven was and all this kind of stuff. And, man, you know, you ought to come and try it so you can talk to your grandma, too. Like, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, what did God say? Did God say it sounded good? Or did God say kill him? So we can't have it both ways, Right? Right? We've got to go back to what does God say? What does the Bible say? Ms. Allison? For somebody who's demonic, demon-possessed to... And for them to get saved? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
No doubt about it. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if somebody like that gets saved, again, think about what the Bible tells us in, uh, I think it's in, uh, let me see here real quick. Uh, let's see, is it 2 Corinthians chapter 6? In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, right? Um, he says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? Chapter 6, verse 14, verse 15. What concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth in an infidel? If a, if a person accepts Christ as their Savior, there's no way for that demonic spirit to stay. He has to go. Because now Christ is abiding in them. Christ is living in them. You can't have both, right? And that's why for a Christian, right, you say, well, you know, the reason why, you know, I'm not really um, afraid of this stuff or the reason why I don't mind practicing it because I know I can't be demon-possessed, right? I'm a Christian. Uh, Satan has no power over me, so I can't be demon-possessed. Well, that's true. You can't be demon-possessed, uh, but you can definitely be demon-oppressed, right? There's oppression that is there. Um, you, you, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Even the things that, that you have in your home and things, you're just, you're inviting these, this demonic realm in. Okay. Um, and that's, that's not, that's not what you want. Okay. Uh, you don't want this demonic realm. You want a godly spiritual realm in your home. Okay. Um, and so, yes, a person can get saved. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Um, those that, you know, if, if the gospel is given to them, I mean, um, we've had witch doctors that have gotten saved and things like this, and so it is possible. Um, and, and so, yes, they can, and once they are saved, man, that, that force has no power over them anymore. It's not possible. You can't have Christ and, and the devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greg, Greg said, "Is it possible for um, for the devil, like, because obviously when you're thinking about this type of stuff, it's demonic, for the devil to actually communicate with somebody who is saved in heaven?" And the answer to that is no. It's not possible, right? So, so that that makes it re- so. If Grandma is in heaven, and we know that the devil cannot communicate with Grandma in heaven, and somehow. Somebody's coming up. Who is that someone coming up? If it ain't grandma. It's a familiar spirit. That's exactly right. They're spirits. They're not they're 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 not it's not grandma. These are demonic spirits. Okay? Um and that's why again for a Christian a, You know, I just want I just want Grandma to give me guidance. Why not? Why not God give you guidance? Why, why Grandma somehow is now better than God? Look, I I love my grandparents. I love my mom and dad. But you know, the guidance that they give is not anywhere near the guidance that God gives. So why would I why would I want Grandma to guide me? Oh, I just need I, I need some insight into this decision that I'm making. Well, how about go to God? Let God give you the insight that you need in making this decision. I think if I remember right, the Bible says in the book of James, if any of you lack wisdom, it doesn't say go to grandma. It says if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men, not Aunt Susie. God, right? And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean here this morning, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know... Um, 
you know, say that, you know, I'm not trying to be unkind and like, you know, hey, when people die, you know, it's just not a big deal. No, look, I understand people hurt. And I understand there's a hole missing when if somebody's really close and things. But look, the only one who can fill that hole is God anyway. Why did he give us the comforter if not to comfort us? He's the one that's able to comfort us, right? Brother Eddie? <laughs> he said, if they're so wise and know the future so well, why don't they give us the winning numbers to the lottery? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, right? You know, all those people that say they can, they can read, the, you know, they can tell you the future, they're still asking you to pay five bucks for them to read their, your future, right? Why haven't they figured out the lottery and gotten, become millionaires, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but yeah, and so... Again, so yes, a one who has been had a familiar spirit or um, has been involved with that stuff can be saved. There's no doubt about it, right? There's there's no one too far gone that that Christ cannot save them, right? Um, and yes, once they get saved, that demonic spirit cannot remain. It it is it it's gone. I mean, we even read about that in Scripture when those come to know Christ and and Jesus casts those demonic spirits out. Mm-hmm. All right, anybody, anybody real quick have a question or anything about that? Um, but I, I just, I thought, man, Isaiah 8, 19 is just, that is just so great, right? Um, you know, when they say, seek these things, he says, should not a people seek unto their God? And I thought, you know, that's exactly what they're doing. The reason why they're saying seek these things is because that is their God. He's not, that's not our God, right? We ought to seek our God. Don't go to the dead for answers. Go to the living. And I'm not talking about this living. I'm talking about that living. The living God. Um, he's alive. And uh, Amen. Very good. Well, anybody have a quick question or anything about that? Okay, yeah, Miss Janet. Mm-hmm. Well, again... Again, the, the world is going to act worldly, right? And so, there, again, there's no doubt that there are uh, spirits. Um, and so when you, when you get involved in that kind of stuff, uh, there's no doubt that you are inviting ungodly things into your homes. Um, and so, yeah. I, no, no, not at all. No, because, again, I have to remember this. When a person dies they don't just keep floating around in space, right? They're not just like, oh, they're hovering over, looking down at me, you know. Um, creepy, but no, that's not, right? Um, they're either in heaven or they're in hell. That's the only two places they can be, right? So whatever these, you know, relatives that, that are watching over me, hovering around, whatever, that's not them. Those are, those are demonic spirits. Because again, when a person dies, there's there's no there's no medium, right? There's no, even the Catholics they think about purgatory, right? Well, they go to purgatory. There's no purgatory. There's no middle ground, right? There's no, you know, well, I got caught in limbo and I just don't know where I'm supposed to go. Do I go to heaven? Do I go to hell? You know, so I'm just gonna, you know, you've got to find the answer for me. You know, help me to get where I'm supposed to go. Right? No, that's. 
that, that's Hollywood. That's, you know, that's people trying to make spiritism look appealing and make it acceptable when it's not. Yeah, not, not at all. Yeah, good question. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you even, I even think they even have like TV shows like Ghost Hunters and all this, all this other kind of stuff, right? Um, yeah, that's not, that's not a God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. All right, well, let's, we'll have a break here and uh, we'll let you be dismissed and we'll come back in a few minutes for our morning service.